You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, run brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. It's time for the Buff Show. One hundred year. Look, here's the lives. It's just. It's. I mean, you think about it. And no idea what you said, Joe, but we understand the Buff Show. Deeply held by. Uh, by President, stop moving that, 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 that uh, you know, what's this thing called? That's a teleprompter, Joe. We'll take it from here. Let's go end it. Joe Brandon, I agree. And here's your host, Matt Buff. Welcome to the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you with us. I tell you what, we live in a crazy world, but congratulations to the Republicans. We don't fall in line like a bunch of jack-booted soldiers. No, the Democrats have an agenda to destroy America, and everyone lines up behind it. Hakeem Jeffries, radical socialist. That's what the Democrats are. There's Hakeem Jeffries talking about all this nonsense and garbage. We want to change America into a jack-booted society. That's right. You fall in line, little Marxist, or we're going to put you in the fire arrest you. So much to cover on the show tonight. But the Republicans showed they can have debate. They can get to the bottom of something. Like maybe important rules. 72 hours to fill a, uh, to uh, view, review a bill before it actually goes to the floor. 72 hours. Oh, you mean we can actually read the bill before we have to pass it to see what's in it? No way, no more. Also, term limits going to be voted on. A lot of other things. A speaker may be removed by one person saying, let's take a vote on it. You've got to be held accountable. The investigations have to have teeth and the legislation has to be real so you can show the American people we mean business. No more spending packages with dozens and dozens of bills and one at a time. Yeah, and you can put amendments on the floor. Boom. A lot of good things happening. As long as the Republicans live up to what they put down on paper, we're going to be in good shape. Check out thebuffshow.com for past shows, interviews, and so much more. We've got our great sponsors on there. And also, record a voice memo on your phone and send it to info at thebuffshow.com. We want to hear from you. We want to play your takes on the show. So info at thebuffshow.com. Sign up for the newsletter as well on the website and send in your voice memos. We'll play those on the show and get your take because we cover so many topics on this show. Joe Biden goes down to the border for a photo op. And I mean, a choreographed, true photo op. Before and after pictures. This is what dictators do. Dictators go in for a photo op, right? They do this in China's communist country. Dictators do this. They want to show you a nice picture of how things are. They clean up the streets. They clean up the sections of the border. And that's where Biden goes. They clean them out. They clean out the illegals. Get out. Get off the ground and get out. Biden's coming for a photo op. Get off the ground. Unbelievable. Before and after pictures from the same months, the same days, and the same weeks. And this guy has no plan. It's a joke. Joe Biden has no plan for the border whatsoever, except throw money at the problem. We'll throw money there so people can launder it and do crazy things with it. Remain in Mexico. The wall. Things got to get done. This is also something that's coming to a House of Representatives near you here in America, border security that features real border security because conservatives are on the rules committee. 
Joe freaking Biden. And also, speaking of Joe Biden, the illegitimate president, yeah, that's right, I said it, stolen elections have consequences. Just ask the people of... Muita gente, muita gente lá fora, pessoal. Because their president... A polícia não conseguiu conter o povo. Não conseguiu conter o povo. Quebraram as janelas, quebraram tudo. Entraram dentro da casa, quebraram tudo, tudo. Right? So there they are in Brazil protesting a stolen election. And of course, Joe Biden, Blinken, and, and, he, and the others said, oh, this is outrageous. How dare they peacefully protest a stolen election? How dare they protest that? When we steal an election, we want it to be protected. And if you dare to protest, we're going to create a holiday and an in-remembrance holiday and lie about January 6th. We're going to tell you, says Biden, that five people died that day. Five police officers lost their lives. They're going to hold a ceremony and they're going to tell a lie over and over and again and try to cement this into history. They're going to try to put it in history and tell you we're never going to forget about the insurrection. Not one person has been charged with insurrection, by the way. Ashley's bomb, mom gets Ashley Babbitt. The, the one person who died on January 6th got shot by uh, Michael Byrd, the out-of-control cop that's celebrated by the left, shoots her in the neck and kills her. Her mom gets arrested on, on January 6th for jaywalking. Yes, I said it right, jaywalking. In D.C., when they were protesting, they got to get these elections under control in America because this is insane. But they create the January 6th illusion they they got a committee that's completely fake and partisan and then they're going around on the sunday talk shows saying that if republicans hold hearings it'll look to be partisan the january 6th commission committee was partisan completely partisan and the two republican so-called republicans the rhinos that were on the committee kinzinger and Liz Cheney, they're not, they, you didn't see them on the House floor, did you? Nope, you didn't because they got voted the heck out. They got booted out for being part of that sham. They got destroyed in their elections, completely booted out. And good. But that sham that sham hearing and this, this complete manufactured crisis is on display all weekend for January 6th. It's unreal. And the media's in the tank with it. You know, they won't let it go. You're, are you still talking about the insurrection? Yes. And we're going to continue to talk about it. They are making fun of these remembrances. Right. They are pretending like we are all hysterical. Certain dates echo throughout history, including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them where they were and what they were doing. December 7th. 1941, September 11th, 2001, and January 6th, 2021. There's never been a bigger or more important story in American history than this. This is the most important story in the history of the Republic. These January 6th hearings are remarkable. They are riveting. The hearings last night, they were searing, they were vivid. It was compelling, it was chilling, the videos were chilling, and it was, it, I think it's going to be historic. This was a historic, compelling hearing. This is very compelling 
uh, television because it's a very compelling hearing. And it's compelling. It's must-see TV. It's treason. This is treason. This is insurrection. This is rebellion. I've been texting with a number of sources. I was texting people live during the hearing. Um, the words that I was hearing from them were stomach-turning, riveting, compelling. One senator told me that he had a lump in his throat as he was watching the video. 9-11 is nothing compared to January 6th. Watergate is a walk in the park next to the January 6th attack on American democracy. This is the most important and disturbing uh, incident that's ever happened in the 246 years of the American Constitutional Republic. This is so much worse Talking than something like Watergate. What happened on Watergate. January 6th is so much worse than Watergate. Really? It really is. By a uh, hundred degrees. Orders of magnitude worse than Watergate. Not true. That's a lie. <laughs> you are a liar! No, I'm not. He's lying! You lie! Lies. Oh, lies! Are you calling me a liar? You sit on a throne of lies. That's a lie. Liar! He's a liar. The demon is a liar. A liar. That's right. That's my word for him. You guys are all liars. You manufactured a crisis of a protest of a stolen election where you littered the field with FBI agents, a pipe bomber that can't be found anywhere. We got him on video, but he wasn't brought before the committee because he works for the Democrats. <laughs> Ray Epps, nothing to see here. All the FBI agents, nothing to see here. Nancy Pelosi, we would like some security. No, no security because we have to manufacture a crisis. And that's exactly what they did. And now we got political prisoners rotting in prison on trespassing charges, not one insurrection charge. We've had people commit suicide because of the FBI hounding them, hounding them to death. This is ridiculous. It's got to stop. And this rules committee with the Congress, with the new Republicans in charge of the House, we got to have some real accountability and change government. And this overreach by the FBI, DOJ, and CDC, enough is enough. And next go-round, 2024, we need to look at disbanding said FBI, CDC, and, and DOJ. It's got to be done because we, the people, have had enough. God bless the 20 Republicans who stood on the floor strong. Chip Roy, Byron Donalds, Matt Gates stood on the floor and got it done in writing the rules going forward. We should see a much better situation. We're going to get into this and more. But God bless America, because finally we're seeing some hope from this insane track we've been on in a country. I mean, what the heck? The media and the Democrats, they conjured up a crisis. Don't buy it, people. It's all hopes and a garbage. We'll be back on the Matt Buff Show. Cost of living is skyrocketing, and paychecks just can't keep up. But if you're lucky enough to be a public employee, you can give yourself a raise. Visit optouttoday.com and stop paying union dues. We've helped over 100,000 public employees just like you opt out and save an average of $1,000 per year. Opt out today and put more food, fuel, and fun back into your life. It's your money. You earned it. Visit optouttoday.com. 
Hey, you may have heard radio show hosts talking trash on solar. Yes, even conservative talk show hosts. There was a silly comparison to trucks running 10,000 miles, carbon emissions, and panel production. It came off as like a liberal argument against a liberal problem. Shallow knowledge as opposed to experts in the field. Politics, global warming, and other environmental concerns aside, the number one reason to buy solar is simple math. Have you looked at your power bill? It has risen in the last five years. How much more will it go up in the next five years? It's a rigged game, and all solar energy empowers you to stop playing a rigged game. A solar electric system freezes your costs and shields you from upcoming rate increases. If you choose to finance a solar electric system, the payment on a system that zeroes out your bill is typically less than your current power bill. This is simple math. Call All Solar Energy in Longwood tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or online at www.allsolarenergy.com. More information on this later in the show. Welcome back to the Map Buff Show. Great to have you with us. Record a voice memo on your on your phone and email it to info at thebuffshow.com. Your comment could be played on the show because we have so many segments that we cover, different things that you love and want to talk about. So send us that voice memo, info at thebuffshow.com. Also, keep it kind of short. You know, don't do a 30-minute monologue. That probably won't make it to the show, so just keep it short. Because one thing a lot of you are talking about there out there is something we're also talking about is the overreach of the Department of Justice, the overreach of the FBI, the CDC, but in particular the Department of Justice, where they're doing the bidding of the Biden, the bidding bidding of bidding of the Biden regime. Say that three times fast. Bidding of Biden. Bidding of Biden. Yes, that's what they're doing. And what they uh, we know they're targeting Donald Trump and his tax returns come out. Oh, the big bombshell. Oh, sorry, nothing there. Just a corporation running as normal with the tax breaks in America. But they're also targeting pro-life groups. This is Lois Lerner on steroids, the things we've seen. You've seen pastors arrested. We've got some shocking video, too, of what liberals get away with in in, in a pro-life center, in a a place where pro-life people are trying to help women and help babies. But nothing's done to them, but they arrest the pro-life members. This is unreal. And now that the trigger laws are happening all over the country, particularly in Texas is what we're going to talk about today. Boy, the DOJ is after them hardcore, and they even put out the memos. We've got a Fox News story to cover about that, too. But let's go to Dr. John Sego on the Matt Buff Show. He is It's just great to have you because one, one thing that you've been fighting for is the baby's life, too. But we got to make sure that we get the laws in place. And then you're director of the Texas Right to Life president, and you have a uh, doctorate in biothetics. It's great to have you and all your expertise on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. So this story is crazy. And uh, one thing that we've seen, let's just start with the DOJ. What have you seen how they've just really gone after pro-life groups and leaders in the pro-life community? Yeah, I mean, this has been just phenomenal. In the last 18 months, we've seen kind of unprecedented violence and attacks on pregnancy centers. 
Um, we've had vandalism. We've actually had, you know, one of our friends in another state, his center was burnt down and, you know, they actually rebuilt their entire center, raised money and rebuilt their entire center before a single investigation was opened by the FBI or the DOJ. And now we're seeing that they're actually doubling down on protecting uh, what they're calling access to abortion, meaning they're going to come after us uh, for even praying outside an abortion clinic. I mean, what we're seeing is just completely one-sided attack. Like you said, the weaponization of these agencies that are really here for justice, they're completely ignoring violence against the pro-life side uh, and, and being weaponized by the Biden administration. It's just ridiculous. I mean, if a pro-life, we're going to play this video right now of something Dr. John just talked about, but if, if a pro-life group went into an abortion clinic and threw smoke bombs, oh my goodness. But look at this. This really happened. Watch here on the left. Lights it. I don't know how he kept his cool. <laughs> Lighting a smoke bomb and throwing it. I like how the first one bounced back and almost hit her. But I don't know how that guy kept his cool, the director of the center there. She would have been uh, tackled in my book. Taken so, down. You want equal rights? I'll show you equal rights. <laughs> so this was, uh, this was an event in Austin, Texas, where pro-lifers were gathering uh peacefully obviously to educate um you know to educate on pro-life issues to talk about you know defending life how to talk about the issues and this is what happens and like you said imagine if this was a planned parenthood convention and you or i showed up uh chanting even you know not even throwing bombs just just disturbing it the you know we would have been arrested and interrogated but uh but yes they were able to throw you know, these these smoke bombs to disrupt our education event. Uh, we never heard from the police. We never heard from the FBI, the DOJ. Uh, and, and, you know, that that's just kind of what we expect is that there is always going to be, you know, more intensity on our side. You know, the, the DOJ, the, the police, you know, going after pro-lifers for even as you saw last week or a couple of weeks ago, praying outside an abortion clinic. Uh, has to be investigated, has to be interrogated, arrested, uh, but throwing smoke bombs at a pro-life event, perfectly fine. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. They're using a 1990s law, the Department of Justice, to indict 26 individuals this in, in 2022 compared to just four the previous year. So they're they're on they're going crazy with this and they're just getting away with it. This is just another example of a dictatorship, right? Yeah, I mean, this really is, you know, when you think about the Department of Justice, justice is, you know, treating people as they deserve. Uh, and if their crimes were committed, yes, absolutely. You need to be punished for that. You need to uh, you need to pay your time. But like you said, these individuals, uh, for example, are praying outside of clinics. They're trying to talk to women who are walking into clinics. And now all of a sudden that is being claimed as obstructing their right to reproductive uh, services. So, you know, just talking to a woman, you know, asking a woman as she walks into a clinic to take the life of her unborn child 
Would you like to talk to a counselor? Would you like to come over for a free sonogram? That is the danger. That's what we have to protect these women against is free services, a counsel, you know, a counseling session, uh, you know, a, a nonprofit, you know, mom and pop shop that is volunteering their time to love pregnant women and their children. That is the danger. That is what the Biden administration wants to use tax money on to prosecute those evildoers who are such a danger to society. We've got to really prosecute them. That's what we're seeing. And so it is uh, being a pro-life advocate, you know, uh, is, is, is very dangerous right now. Uh, obviously, you know, being outside in a clinic, even if you're just peaceful presence is dangerous, but it's so important. And I'm encouraged that I've heard from these individuals. Uh, they're, they're not stopping. They know that even in those states where abortion is legal, they have to be there. Uh, sometimes they're the last line of defense yeah. for innocent human life. Um, but that that's kind of the state of, of the movement right now, Matt. Is Texas right to life getting with Florida right to life and South Carolina right to life? Are you guys banding together to fight back against this and make sure the new Congress is aware of this part problem too with overreach? Yes, yes. So that was one of the interesting things in the speaker negotiations is, you know, a lot of the members, uh, including one of our congressmen, Chip Roy, you know, is pushing back on, uh, you know, using these agencies, using these entities um, for the government for, you know, as political pawns, you know, to go after political opponents. And so that was really important discussion. It might have been lost in all the headlines. That was an important discussion last week. Um, we're going to keep looking towards that. But right now, you know, we're trying to help individuals uh, in New Mexico, you know, our, our, our neighbor who does have legal abortion. Uh, you know, we're seeing that that abortion provider in New Mexico, those providers are targeting Texans saying, hey, just come over the border, get your abortion here. And so uh, we're looking at a lot of different ways that we can work with New Mexico uh, and our friends in Colorado, because that's kind of those industries there are targeting Texas women. And we've got a lot of activists that are going over there to pray outside of clinics, uh, but they've got hostile governors. They've got hostile, you know, uh, elected officials that are going to start taking, you know, notes out of the Biden administration's book and, you know, start prosecuting pro-lifers for just being there, being a pro-life witness. And so, uh, you know, it, it's important work, uh, but, you know, we are seeing these new threats come up uh, in this post-Roe era. Wow, this is just remarkable. And I'm really glad to hear that everybody's buying, uh, joining together on this uh, fascism. That's what's happening. If you want to silence somebody's voice from even just praying or talking to somebody, asking one question, would you like to talk to a counselor where you're saying you can't do that or the feds are going to come after you? That doesn't sound like America at all. It's really ridiculous. And, and kudos to Chip Roy, one of the architects of when you see this new Congress, he, he by himself drained the swamp <laughs> once in, uh, in three days. Not bad, but that's one important component. I didn't want that to get lost in this conversation because it's not being talked about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was one of the points of negotiation is, you know, how can we push legislation to stop things like this? You know, the weaponization of the DOJ, uh, you know, the FBI and these kind of situations like we're seeing here where one side is being prosecuted. Uh, you know, more heavily. And, and that that's not justice. And uh, so, you know, that that is one thing that we're looking forward to. We're going to have to hold Congress accountable, Matt, you know, just because promises are made doesn't mean it's actually going to follow through. So we're very interested in seeing how Congress responds uh, in this. And, you know, we've seen violence against pregnancy centers, not a single investigation, not a single prosecution. 
uh, you know, but we've seen on the other side, you know, a lot more, you know, kind of fervor going after pro-lifers. And so we're going to have to keep watching this story and, uh, you know, hold the administration accountable. Yeah, when they walk in there with a bomb that looks like it's something from a Wiley Coyote cartoon and throwing it, and we've seen uh, burnings, we've seen other thing else, and absolutely nothing. It's ridiculous. These feds, Dr. John, they walk by the Lady Justice statue every day with the uh, scales and the blindfold. They they understand that they're, they don't know the term. They, they do know the meaning of justice, but they don't care about the statue. They don't care about the girl. Holding the scales, they don't care about that anymore. It's really a tragedy, and this is just one aspect. The pro-life movement is one aspect. This goes across yeah. the spectrum to conservatives everywhere. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and you know that's why groups like Texas Right to Life is so important, is because you know we're we're there to protect uh, you know those advocates in in Texas, uh, and, and this is really important for the pro-life movement. A lot of people think that you know after Roe v. Wade what is left for the pro-life movement. But as you know, we still have a lot of work to fully enforce our laws, you know, actually, uh, you know, protect uh, innocent human life. We're seeing just absolute kind of lawlessness now. Our DA is saying they're not going to prosecute if they find out a doctor broke our laws here in Texas. Uh, We're seeing illegal websites mailing abortion drugs directly to women. We're seeing lawlessness on this issue and uh, groups like Texas Right to Life, we've got to work on those. And so there is still a lot of work to be done, uh, you know, but thankfully there is, you know, enthusiasm on our side, even with these threats, even with the political backlash, uh, we're seeing a lot of great, you know, enthusiasm behind the pro-life movement. And uh, we see new challenges. The work is not done, but it is, uh, you know, a new chapter for the movement. And unfortunately, this kind of politicalization, weaponization of the DOJ is just you know, one more feature of this new post-row world. Yes, it is. I know thousands of babies' lives have been saved thanks to the trigger law in Texas, even though the trigger law is not enough. And I know you guys are working with legislation to get that done. How can people help out and join the fight? Yeah, so go to TexasRightToLife.com. You know, we're on all the social media platforms, but uh, TexasRightToLife.com is where you'll find kind of what our post-row agenda looks like. We have some Kind of big uh, ticket items. Tomorrow actually starts our legislative session here in Texas. We're going to work on fully and fully enforcing our laws. Uh, you know, pushing back on these Democrat district attorneys that are ignoring our laws, uh, pushing back on these illegal websites that are selling uh, abortion-inducing drugs, mailing them directly. And then also, we're working on things to build a pro-life Texas. As you know, Matt, we're we're not just anti-abortion. Uh, we're actually pro-life. There are things that we can do to promote life, to help women and their families overcome barriers that, in most cases, the government raised these barriers. We got to remove those barriers to let uh, women and their families succeed and thrive, even if they're facing an unexpected pregnancy. Uh, So in Texas, we've got a big agenda, very ambitious uh, for the next uh, couple of months that when we're in our session. Uh, But we're excited. We're we're excited to get started. And we want to be a good example for other states of how you fully enforce your pro-life laws, make sure your state is abortion-free, but also build a pro-life state. And uh, that's what we're going to be working on tomorrow when our session starts. Well, that's great to hear. Good luck with that. Godspeed and God bless you and your work. Because what we've already done so far in this country is save some lives already, but there's a lot more work to be done, especially against the feds. I mean, come on. Right. We got more political prisoners in America than they do in Somalia at this point. I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
Dr. John Siegel, thank you so much for joining us on the show and talking about this. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Sounds good. Get involved. Every state has a right to life uh, organization that's just doing the work. They need your help and uh, make sure you get involved. We'll be back on the Map Off Show. You stay with us. Are you a public employee? Tired of paying union dues when inflation and gas prices are out of control? Opt out today and keep your money. Over 100,000 American workers already have, and you can too. Visit optouttoday.com to learn more. You heard about the simple math with a solar electric system earlier in the show. Not all homes qualify. An energy evaluation by a qualified professional to get the fully informed information is always recommended. If your home qualifies, solar is always a prudent financial move. All Solar Energy in Longwood has been educating homeowners, roofing companies, property management firms, and now radio hosts about solar for 22 years. We have experts to perform no cost, no obligation energy evaluations to see if your home qualifies and explain the simple math of solar. Call All Solar Energy tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or visit the website www.allsolarenergy.com. Let them know you heard about it from me, Matt Buff, on The Buff Show. Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you with us. Send us your voice opinions. We want to hear from you. Send it to info the send a voice memo to info at thebuffshow.com. All right. Make sure it's short, sweet, and to the point. We'll get it on the show. That'll be a great thing. And uh, we got to talk about not just the uh, Republicans voting for their speaker. A lot of people were getting mad, like, this is going on too long and this and that. No, we had to get not just concessions. We had to get rules in place, okay? We had to get rules in place. If Kevin McCarthy is going to be the speaker, we can't let him be a swamp thing again. We got to get the rules into place. And Chip Roy and Luna and a whole bunch of other conservatives made sure that was in writing. And it's going to be a better Congress for it. And that's what we got to have. This go along, get along, and move on mentality has gone too far. Let's go to our good friend, uh, Federalist DC columnist for the Federalist, Eddie Scary, back on the Matt Buff show with his latest piece. And we're going to post the link right there in the description for you. Republicans insisting the party move on. Or daring voters to do the exact opposite. Eddie, welcome back to the show. Great to have you. Hello. Happy to be here. All right. So you're on the Buff Show hotline. It's good to see that you're doing well and out about traveling. And uh, we just got a lot to talk about. Um, First of all, your thoughts on the process to elect the speaker. Um, You know, a lot of people were yelling, move on all weekend. (laughs) Um, I mean, and, and I think people don't realize it was only five days. Right. <laughs> if you were if you were like me and paid to uh, watch this stuff um, top to bottom all five days, it can feel like an eternity. But really, it was only five days. Not not a big deal. Um, I know it, in, in Washington, especially the, the Washington Press Corps, they like to make this sound like a very dramatic drawn out embarrassing process for republicans and and not to say that it that it that it uh did did the party any favors in terms of um 
the optics among voters, though I suspect most voters, the vast majority of voters don't care. Even the Republican voters don't really care. Um, they're thinking about, you know, what kind of bills are you going to pass? Are you going to um, initiate the investigations of the Biden administration that you said you would? Are you going to um, be a check on the absolute obscene excesses coming out of this administration? That's what they care about. I don't think they really think about the speaker um, contest, though. I, I think that you're right. I looked at um, I looked at what it was exactly that the uh you know the gang of 20 or so that what it was they wanted what were the concessions they wanted um and and what they got and it all seemed very reasonable people who really weren't looking at what exactly it was i think i think there was this idea that because it was repeated over and over again including from people who i know on the hill in mccarthy's office that this was all personal they just simply don't like mccarthy um, and I think for some of the members, yes, it probably of the 20, it probably was true that they just don't like him. They didn't want to see McCarthy speaker. But I think for the rest and the over the overarching um, theme within this particular subset of Republicans was that now is the time to get certain concessions, make sure and make sure that McCarthy pledges and vows to do exactly these things. Um, you know, one of them was we, we want standalone bills. So no big packages, nothing that's going to muck up, you know, um, a border, a border spending bill. Nothing's going to, you know, oftentimes Democrats in Washington, as usual, likes to do things like that. They, they put a bunch, they jam a bunch of stuff into one package and try to pass it through as quickly as possible so that no one has time to object to anything. Well, that was just one of the uh, one of the concessions, if you want to call it that. Um, another one was that um, that they were going to take up a, immediately going to take up um, a bill to about border security. I think missing from that from that, um, I guess it could change by the time they actually get to it. Hopefully it does. Something missing was that I didn't see anything within that border security measure about about overhauling the asylum scam because everything else as, as far as border security is a distant second and third to getting this asylum stuff taken under control but otherwise i would say the vast majority of of, of what they this uh this subset of republicans wanted was pretty reasonable yeah i think it was too especially the 72 hours to uh review a bill no more pass it to see what's in it. I mean, that's just insane. And then there's other things that are good too. Like uh, one member can request a, a vacation, vaca vacating the seat. So there's good things like that. But you're right. It didn't address, and this is something they got to address. The biggest scam when it comes to the border crisis is the asylum scam. I mean, the weight in Mexico uh, policy that Trump put in place did curb this quite a bit, but didn't completely solve the uh, uh, puzzle or the problem. What they do is you can't go four different countries and claim asylum. I mean, they, they know the plan is to claim asylum and they show up with bedroom sets and cell phones and a, and a full set of clothes. That's not asylum. Usually you're claiming asylum from a war torn country or something like that. Right. And you're, you're, the, the government of your country is abs actually persecuting you for, you know, religious beliefs, political dissent, something like that. These are people who are simply poor. And yes, they have issues with crime in their countries, but that's not, and, and also corruption, but that's not their government going after them because they're 
Um, you know, they have different political beliefs or religious beliefs. That's just an economic that's, issue. That's happening here in America. So if anybody <laughs> right. can claim asylum, it's pro-lifers and conservatives and Trump supporters. Right. And, and just as you said, um, the Trump administration had pointed this out was that, you know, if you're coming from Guatemala, you're passing through four or five different countries before you get here. There has to you at some point. Why have you not claimed this? Why have you not? sought asylum and refuge in any of those countries why are you getting here before you decide to do that and the answer is obvious it's it, it is an economic thing they, they know they're going to get help they all say it they if you go out if you were to go down to the border i've been twice you talk with the people there they say we heard we can get help here we heard biden is going to help us that so this is a, a problem completely of, of of the biden administration's making i mean we obviously we had, this problem has existed but just compounding it exponentially compounding it by basically saying oh come on come on over we're not going to do any of the stuff that trump did we're we're going to be much more compassionate <laughs> yeah compassion which which hurts everybody and uh, there's no good there's no good positives i mean when you talk about the drugs and the sexual crimes and uh, the ranchers down in Texas getting just trampled on. And then, you know, it's only a crisis when we send these illegals to their states and then they don't like it. But it's just a mess all the way around. And you talk about this in, in, in your article, too, where, where you um, and we got this posted right there in the description for everybody. Republicans insisting the party move on or daring voters to do the exact opposite. Um, when you wrote this, of course, this was well before the speaker vote, but it was just so funny how it played into because too many times Republicans just go along to get along. And we finally found 20 people that said they put a stop to that. But this go along, get along, as long as you give us some funding for the military has been just the norm. And it's ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. And that's that's the problem with um, you have certain Republicans who get up on TV and say, we're just ready to move on. And and that the, it just reeks of condescension and um, re resentment for their own voters, um, a disgust even with their own voters and what their voters want. Well, border security. Well, that's too hard. Uh, well, we don't want to give endless welfare to to other countries and, and, and unchecked spending to a place like Ukraine that has done nothing for us. Uh, well, it's much easier to just pass to just shove money out the door, shove it to our con military contractor friends. Uh, we don't really like the messiness of the culture wars. We'd rather not do that. So when they say we need to move on from Trump, what they really mean is we're going to go back. We're going to go back to the way we did things pre-Trump before he actually made people feel uncomfortable, before he actually looked at the interest and said, you know what, the interests of your voters actually do matter. So I, this is to say nothing of should Trump be the nominee? Should there be somebody else? Should Trump just stay out of it? I don't really care. What I know is that when you say it's time to move on, which is so many of, of what Republicans in Washington like to say, what they mean is to go back and no, we're not going back. Yeah, no, we're not going back. It's it's broken and we got to fix it. Absolutely. Last word to you. What do you see coming in the next few weeks, not just with legislation, but investigations? Do you think we're going to see all the promises come true here? Um, well, you should never underestimate the Republican Party's ability to completely crap the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so my expectations are not really that high, um, but it would be nice to see um, immediately, I mean, I, I think this was one of the, uh, and, it, and it should be an absolute priority that that uh, the Republicans in the House get to work investigating the FBI. They get to work um, pr probably impeaching 
um, the head of the DHS, Mayorkas, because he has absolutely been terrible at his job. I don't even think you could call it a job performance. He's actively working against every single interest that we have in this country. Um, you would you, <laughs> that it's not called treason. I don't know what what why you, what else you could call it. Um, but yeah, really getting to work at, at looking at personnel, cabinet secretaries, and of course the FBI. This FBI has been has been dem demonstrated over and over again over the last five, six years to be completely politicized, out of control, um, and that should be second to none. But uh, hopefully, hopefully they they the Republicans in the House have that all in mind. Yeah, we hope so, and that's what's got to be done. We're he we are hearing specifics, and I'm encouraged. I really do, and I, I do want your take on this real quick, too, because I do really think that this democracy process that we saw play out in the House on the chamber floor when Chip Roy said, hey, it's kind of nice to see everybody here debating. Usually I'm standing <laughs> out here by myself. So it was it was actually really nice. I think the Republican Party is going to come out stronger together. And, you know, there's going to be some cases of animosity, but it seems like they're coming out of this pretty strong. I think so. I think there's the, it can make you much stronger to have these internal conflicts. Um, however, there are some some actors within within the Republican Party, within you know elected officials, um, who they don't really seem to have a plan outside of causing problems. I would say you saw a little bit of that with this um, with this gang of twenty or so who who was yeah we oppose McCarthy. Okay, well name the alternative name the alternative who's actually who actually can get the votes well maybe scalise well scalise says he's not going to run if mccarthy's running i mean you you actually have to have a plan beyond i'm dissatisfied i have problems i'm i object to this okay well what you have to propose a, an alternative for that for that to matter you're no you're exactly right matt gates for example goes on hannity and says i got everything i want i'm, I'm running out of things to ask for well, are you in Congress or are you on a playground? That means you got what you wanted. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And I think that that, that was a, a, a really a, a not good part of this fight was that there were people who were getting concessions and then and then completely changing the goalposts. And I think we need to see a lot less of that if they want to be effective. Yes, indeed. I'm glad the process is done. By 1 a.m. on the 15th vote, I was like, this... I, I read everything that, that uh, Congresswoman Luna put out. I said, you, this is all we need to make McCarthy an effective speaker. Let's do this. I'm so glad they got it done. Th that and I was ready to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> We're all very tired, yes. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Eddie Scary, how can they follow you and uh, catch up on the latest articles? Uh, find me on Twitter, at E Scary. It's scary with two R's, at E Scary. Absolutely. And if you're Fauci, speaking of scary, uh, he better be ready because if they do what they say they're going to do, this guy's in big trouble. That's next time, Eddie. But Eddie Scary, everybody from The Federalist, thank you so much for joining us on the show. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Sounds good. We'll be back next time on the Map Up Show. So much more to cover. It's going to be a big week. We'll see you then.